Welcome to the Grace Place Weekly Podcast. No matter your size, age, shade, or background, here you'll receive compelling lessons suited to help guide your walk with Christ and your relationships with others. Please join us now for this week's podcast, recorded live from Grace Place in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Everybody say bread from heaven. I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Look up here just a moment. There's something going on in this spirit in this house today. Something about bread and provision and remembering what he does daily so that you can not only survive the next storm, but celebrate in the next storm. I'm going to tell you something great big. Strap your seatbelt on. The 16th chapter of Exodus, God began to pour down from heaven the bread. We call it manna. He said, I'm going to test them and see if they'll trust me and if they'll do what I say. On the sixth day, the very next verse that we read, he said, take twice as much as you've taken every other day, and it's going to be for the next day, the Sabbath, so that on the Sabbath you rest and don't even have to go pick up bread. It's just going to be there already. Do you know what they did? They started picking up more than they needed and trying to store it overnight. They tried to have a bigger yeah, bank the account. Thing. They tried to have more right. in the savings. They had more in the pot than what they needed, and it, it turned into maggots and worms and stunk. And God said, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I told you, take enough for today. I'll be back tomorrow. Listen to me. Your seatbelt's on. Get this, Lori. They did not obey. Chapter 16, chapter 17, chapter 18, they complained. Chapter 19, God gave them the law. Because they would not believe for his provision, he gave them the law. The reason we have Old Testament law, the reason we have religion, even now, that torments us, is because those people would not take enough for the day and believe God for tomorrow. He'll be back tomorrow. That's the reason we have religion that has tormented the life out of us. Nobody could keep the law. Nobody could keep the commandments. He added the law because of transgressions. The transgression is in chapter 16. They took too much manna. They wouldn't trust him. I'm going to test you and see if you do what I say. And they would not. If you'll trust the Lord, he will set you free. He will set you free from worry. He'll set you free from the burden of trying to be good enough. He'll set you free. If you'll trust him, he'll give you righteousness and you won't have to earn it on your own. And it all comes down to bread. 
It all comes down to the manna. If you today will go back with me and repent and say, Lord, we'll receive what you give to us, you don't have to test us. We trust you. We won't be under the bondage of the law and the requirements of the law that nobody could keep. He proved to them how weak they were. All based on whether or not they'd believe he could provide. I say that most of us have concern over our finances and we worry about whether we have enough or where we will have enough because we don't trust that God will provide for us miraculously. It's, it's the pattern. And Jesus said to these guys when he did that miracle, he said, wait, hey, 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 did you forget about the bread? What you, did you forget the loaves? Did you forget I provide? Are you hearing me today? God's trying to relieve you of any anxiety, any worry. He's not doing this just for me. I'm convinced he's not doing this just for me. He's doing this for this church so that you walk out of here individually believing in God no matter what happens. You have faith in God. Yeah. And you... <laughs> just agree. I'm, listen, are you listening to me today? Can you hear me? The Lord said, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. Um, I'm going to turn the page, 19, this is chapter 16, verse 19. Moses said, no one is to keep any of it until morning. Quit trying to keep it. This is literal. Quit trying to hoard. However, some, this is verse 20, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning full of maggots and began to smell, and Moses was mad at them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as he needed. Somebody shout, praise the Lord. Praise Every the Lord. morning, you gather all that you need. He's all I need. We used to sing that song, he's all I need, he's all I, Jesus is all I need. Somebody shout, praise the Lord. When the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. The leaders of the community came and reported to Moses, he said, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest. You don't have to pick up any. You can keep it overnight on, let's make it Saturday and Sunday, though I know it's the opposite. But on Saturday night, you can pick up as much as you want because it'll be all day Sunday. You can eat all day on Sunday. I'm going to provide for you. So they saved it in the morning as Moses commanded, and it didn't stink and get maggots. Well, hallelujah. Eat it today. Somebody say today. today. Shout today. Eat it today, because today's the Sabbath. You will not find any on the ground today, six days. Nevertheless, verse 27, nevertheless, some of the people at Grace Place went out on the seventh day to gather it, and they didn't find any. Then the Lord said, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions? Isn't that what he said? I'm going to test you and see if you'll keep my instructions. How long are you going to keep doing this? Bear in mind, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Why six days, and so the people rested on the Sabbath day if you look at chapter 17 and you look at chapter 18, then you get to chapter 19. God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai. And in, in the book, Romans, Galatians, Hebrews, we understand, we know, it says that God put the law on them because of their transgressions. Nobody could keep the law, so he didn't do it so they would be righteous. It was to show them just how weak and frail they were. Okay, you got your seatbelt still on? 
fastened up. I'm Here we go. Listen, listen. In the Old Testament, there were commandments, were there not? Yes. You got to keep my instructions. Did you see what we did? We read it three or four times already. We make vows to God. We make promises to God. How many of you ever done that? Went to the altar and said, Lord, I'll never do that again. I'm so sorry. I won't do that anymore. Right? right? Listen, look at me. In the New Testament, there is no requirement for a promise from you. In all of the New Testament, there is no requirement for a vow from you. He said, I'll do it. You say, man, does that ever sound gracious? <laughs> yeah. In the Old Testament, he made a commandment. They couldn't keep it. They wouldn't even just give them one day worth of faith. Just trust me. Trust me. Can I ask you, what do you think is the result of that trust in your own heart? If you, when you trust God, when you truly trust God, what, tell me what you feel. Somebody, anybody. Peace, peace, freedom. Can I tell you the reason that we don't have peace, the peace of God? The peace of God is because we don't trust him for his provision. We don't trust him for salvation. We don't trust him for provision. And he said, I'd like to give you peace. I will do this every day. And there are no promises in the New Testament required of you. No vows required of you. That's so good. All you've got to do is believe his promise. Oh, God, this is so big. That's so good. Really. All in the New Testament, the New Covenant, he said, you Believe in me, and I will give you righteousness just because you believed. Is that right? With, with repentance in your heart, how many of you have had great struggles with your belief in God? Can I just see your hands? You say, I have struggled with my faith. I tried so hard to do what I was supposed to do. How many of you know it's impossible for you to keep religion? It's impossible for you to do all they told us to do. So I'm relieving you today. I'm going back. When the manna came down every day and I'm saying, see, he will provide for you. It's not because of who you are. It's not because of your promise. It's because he said, I promise I'm going to rain this down. And on the seventh day, I'm going to give you twice as much so that you can eat all day Sunday and not do a thing. Are you getting this? Is this too deep? Well, then we'll take the offering, and we'll go home an hour early. I'm, I, 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 it's huge to me that you get this. He said, did you forget the loaves? To Israel in the wilderness, he said, did you forget I gave you manna yesterday? What's wrong with you? Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep doubting? Believe he has provided in your past. I ask you to lay hands on your eyes so you can see forward the same faith that you look at your past. He has never failed you. He has never failed you. He has never let you down. He is always Jesus. He is always on the throne. And you can look forward and say, with peace. Hang on, ushers. I'm not done preaching. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. I'll do this in three minutes. What time is it? It's 11.30. Would you like to go home today early? We have, well, no. 
Oh, oh, Joe. Joe wants more. Joe, Joe drove a half an hour. He wants to stay at least an hour. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. Luke chapter 2. God knows. I'm a little nervous now if I, if I uh, have uh, interrupted again. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to begin with verse number 8. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks by night. You can put this on the podcast. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Everybody say, do not be afraid. God, if heaven opened over you this morning, the Holy Ghost is saying to you, do not be afraid. Now, that's the story in the ship. That's the st- do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let's do that carefully, shall we? Good news. Everybody shout good news. Everybody say say great joy. That will be for all the people. Somebody say all the people. Do you believe that? I think this church believes that. That's powerful. My God. For all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Would everybody say glory to God? And on earth, peace to men. Everybody say peace to men. Say glory to God. Peace to men. On whom his favor rests. Peace to men. Listen to me. Religion, all the requirements, plainly, it's plainly written, we cannot possibly be made righteous by keeping the rules. It says it. So more rules take away my peace. I don't have peace. I can't. I don't have peace with God. Look at Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. The last verse, and then we'll read chapter 5, 1 through 11. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God sent a host of heaven's armies to say, glory to God, peace to men. Today I'm preaching to you, keep the peace. Keep the peace. When doubt rises up in your heart, when you wonder about the future, when circumstances like this storm with the disciples knock your faith down, keep the peace. Hold on to your peace. Hold on to your peace. Hear me now. You're full of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost in you, when the peace in you is disturbed... 
You know when somebody's saying something from a pulpit, from a television, or some preacher's preaching something that doesn't match your spirit. You, you're required to do more than you can. You're, you're telling God again, I'm sorry. I went to the altar a thousand times telling him, I will never do that again. I promise I'm going to do better now. My peace was taken from me. And then I hear him say, I'm justified by what Jesus Christ did. By Jesus, I've been made right with God. I have peace with God through Jesus. I'll read on. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? We should read that to everybody that ever thought they were going to hell. Because they're not. Since we have now been justified by his blood, it's his blood that keeps us saved. It's not my blood. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Did you ever read that before? That'll change your theology. For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? That'll change your theology. We've been reconciled to God. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Not only this, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Glory to God. Peace to men. I want to give you peace. I want to tell you, against all that we've heard and all of the doctrine that we've been taught, against it all, standing alone is Jesus Christ, and he's the reason that God has mercy on us. His blood is the reason that you have been reconciled. Jesus took his own blood into the most holy place in the presence of Almighty God, and he obtained mercy. By his blood, he reconciled us to God. You should never, ever wonder again whether or not you are saved. You should have peace. Religion has stolen the peace. 
it has stolen my peace. And I had to be converted back to Christ to have peace with God. Now, we all, many of you, said that peace was a result of that. Tell me what you feel. Tell me what you think, what happens in your mind and in your spirit when you have peace with God. Tell me if you don't have strength, faith, joy, a future, Joe, a future. Have hope. You might have heard of General George Patton in the Second World War. In a memo to his commanders in June of 1943, he offered 27 tactical adages. Number seven was always fire low. Number 13, in mountain warfare, capture the heights and work downhill. Number 22, in case of doubt, attack. And number 18, which is my point today, 18, never take counsel of your fears. Believe the word, not the waves. Believe the provision of God, not your economy. Oh, my God. He's bigger than the dollar. He's bigger than your boss. He's bigger than the economy. God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. Take what you need today. There will be more tomorrow. God will provide. Terry and I brought salad and pizza today. Enough for all of you if you'd like to stay. I hope more of you stay than normal. Stay and eat. And when you eat and take a bite of pizza, say, sure enough, he provided. Sure enough, today, this good pizza from Little Oven, pepperoni, sausage, and a special order from Sister Terry Friend, chicken Alfredo pizza. You say, Pastor, are you being silly? No, I'm telling you, he's going to provide for you. And the angel said, peace to men, peace on earth. And I feel like um, we're building a dam against the rivers of anguish and anxiety and war and holding it back by the peace of God and letting peace, let peace reign in your hearts. My peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Not the peace that the world gives. I give to you. Would you lift your hands? I pray for the spirit of peace to rest on every person in this room. Their health depends on it. Their future depends on it. You have proven you are a provider. Peace. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. To learn more about Grace Place, please visit our website at graceplacemn.org. Thanks for listening. May God bless you this week.